All right, welcome to the Crown Council's Mentor of the Month podcast. I'm Stuart Anderson, and this is just a short introduction to this episode and the next series of episodes or interviews that Steve and I do with some of the past Crown Council's People Choice Award winners. So each year, the Crown Council gathers at our annual event, but before we gather, we create a place where dental teams and dentists can nominate, uh, vote, and be recognized at our awards program. Uh, the, the annual event is a place where the membership can come together to recognize the best. And these next few episodes, we're going to dig into some of the stories of those award winners. So at the 2022 annual event, we had some award winners that we recognized, brought up on stage, told their stories. Well, we're going to dig in a little uh, to their stories and, and why they were nominated and then why the membership voted to recognize them on stage. So you're going to learn their history and a few of the things about best doctor to work for, young dentist of the year, most innovative practice, team of the year, and the list goes on. So hopefully you enjoy the next little series of episodes as we learn from the best in the business. And that's what we're strong believers in, the philosophy of copying genius, the Mentor of the Month podcast is a perfect place to do that. So just sit back, uh, learn and listen from some of the best in the industry as they teach you what they've been doing. All right, so today for the Mentor of the Month, we interview the Libby Group. This is the team of the year at our past annual event. And this is the first time in Mentor of the Month history where we actually interview the entire team. So Steve and I were joined by the entire Libby Group and had the opportunity to speak with them, ask them questions and hear from the group as to why they are the team of the year. So enjoy this episode of the Mentor of the Month, and we hope you love it. All right, thanks. All right, well, thank. This is um, this may be a first for us. I don't know that we've uh, Stu. I don't know that we've ever done a Crown Council Mentor of the Month with with an entire team. So you guys are setting the mark here. Yeah, it could be first and last if we're being honest. So. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how you do. <laughs> Welcome to the Mentor of the Month podcast. We're grateful to have you today. I'm Stuart Anderson, joined with Steve Anderson. Hey, Steve. Good day. And we are joined by the Libby Group. What is up, Libby Group? <laughs> we just blew the microphones out. That was great. Hey, uh, this is a first, uh, a first for us. We've got an entire team joining us for the Mentor of the Month. We're so grateful that the Libby Group would join us. Uh, just a little background on why we're doing this. These, uh, this series of Mentor of the Month podcasts are talking to and interviewing some of our annual event Members' Choice Award winners. So if you're watching the video, you can see the Libby Group, which was voted Team of the Year at the 27th annual event. Man, that was, a, that was electric on stage. That was the best. <laughs> So we're going to talk to them. We're going to chat with them about what makes their culture um, and who they are and what they're doing, some uh, copy genius moments from them and uh, how, they, how they are who they are. So we're grateful to have them with us. It's tough to say how to introduce this team other than, man, Justin, I have known you for years uh, through, your, through your parents and then through humanitarian trips, through you coming to the annual event and running out with your shirt off or shaving your head, there's always <laughs> something that's going to happen that is unscripted, but always so good. 
uh, as you bring your energy and life to everything that we do. So I'm sure you've brought the same to your team, which we're grateful to hear about today. So I admire you greatly. And uh, thank you for taking the time to being with us today. So uh, for starters, this program, Mentor of the Month, uh, let's start there with mentors and the most influential uh, mentors that you all have had in your lives that laid the foundation for what you're doing today. And Justin, I'll let you lead out. Mentors to me are um, something that I was exposed to the word early on. And um, I, I remember my, um, my dad, it's funny because now I have a two and a four-year-old and I was talking to my wife last night um, you know, about all these pearls and all these nuggets that, uh, that I've been uh, uh, gifted or given the opportunity to be exposed to. And honestly, it, it brings up a lot of emotion for me um, because of uh, the last three years and with my, my dad, uh, we say transition. Um, even last night, there, I had, you know, just anxiety around um, kind of digging into it, but um, here I go. Mentors um, was something that uh, I remember it, it was even pre, it wasn't even dental related when I uh, first remember my dad inviting one of his best friends, Bill West, using over to the house, and I was probably six, seven, eight. And um, I, I think I remember my mom being gone and it was my dad, my brother and Bill and I, and um, it was the first time I remember um, looking somebody in the eye. This is the things that I, I teach my, my kids now, but, um, and asking Bill, Bill, how did you get so successful? Um, and it may have not been so much of what he said, but the accolades that I received from both my dad and from Bill uh, about where the conversation led uh, after that, that it almost became a, um, it solidified in my mind um, the, the, the importance of, um, of just asking. People love, Steve, you say this all the time, people love to talk about themselves. And if we can give them the opportunity to do that, um, that's it's uh there's nothing more powerful than receiving uh what they have to say excellent <clears throat> um rest of the team mentors what uh who comes to mind uh for me for me um my father was a mentor and and one thing um just you know just thinking of you know growing up it's not always, and I'm sure a lot of people kind of have these same kind of experiences. Um, it's not always, you know, even what your mentor um, says, but what they what they do or how they how they present themselves or how they how they um, interact with people. Um, so it's kind of an op observational um, type of situation. How they treat, you know, how they treat other colleagues. How they. Um, how they treat your, you, yourself, how they treat, um, you know, their spouse, um, kind of just, you know, that's kind of modeling at a young age even. And so like, like I feel like that kind of sticks with you as you get older and try to emulate that with your children. Excellent. 
Ladies, any any additional uh, add-ins there for for you all in terms of mentors that have had a, a positive impact on your your life personally or professionally? What happened to all those screaming voices? You can you can use me as a mentor. Yeah, that's a very right answer. Hey, Justin, right. no, oh, go ahead, let's Stu. talk about, let's talk about Libby Dental, Stu. Yeah, Justin, maybe give us just a brief, maybe just give us a brief history of how you have built Libby Dental, like the background, the history, and then maybe we can transition even that from having a team member or one of you explain your mission, your purpose, what, what you guys are all about. Can we start there? Just how this whole, your whole group is built and where it comes from. It comes from uh, way within inside of me. Um, and I often tell the team when I feel um, goosebumps, I know I'm getting close to touching on what it is that I'm passionate about. And um, for the record, this isn't Libby Dental. Uh, this is the Libby Group. The Libby uh, Group. It can be confusing. Um, my, my brother is, uh, is Libby Dental and, uh, I love him. Um, and we get confused all the time. Um, but the Libby group, um, the Libby group was founded and built, um, on my vision of, uh, of this, of, uh, of a great team servicing a community, um, uh, of Alaskans, uh, there's a there's a uh, interview that I did in dental school um, that I share with the team, and they laugh, they get a chuckle out of it. But uh, um, that's really what what uh, stood out to me was coming uh, back to Alaska as a dentist, as a provider, to um, carry on the legacy of providing uh, amazing healthcare to uh, to this community. My grandfather moved up to Alaska in the, in the 50s or early 60s and moved out to uh, rural Alaska. Um, he actually delivered me as a baby. He was a physician um, and the continuation of, of, uh, of us providing, us meaning our family, um, providing great care for the people of Alaska. I think that's really what um, the foundation of what, what built the Libby Group. The Libby Group name um, was an, a name that was uh, that was created uh, that my dad and my mom created uh, over I want to say twenty to thirty years ago. My dad uh, came to my brother and I one day before we had graduated college. And he says, "Are you guys going to do dentistry or not?" And we both looked at him. And we said, "No." <laughs> and uh, so two, two months later, he sold his practice uh, in in Alaska. May have been. <laughs> or four months later but he had uh he had um a team that was chomping at the bit uh to go to the next level of ownership and so um the libby group uh name transitioned to something else and then when i stepped back into a leadership position um and own in this practice i changed or I, I requested uh that we revive the name and so the name uh, 
they, they were happy to say, yeah, it's your last name. Um, so we brought the Libby group back. Nice. Very at cool. what point, at what point, Justin, did you and Landon change your minds that you're going to go into dentistry? You want the whole story, Steve, <laughs> or do you want the, uh, the part story? Uh, you choose, dude, you choose. Uh, it, it'll be a five minute, uh, five minute uh, uh, detour. Um, there was a moment, um, and it, and it, uh, Steve, I, I know you know about our, our commercial fishing uh, past, but my brother and I had traveled around the country selling wild salmon out of a VW van. Um, and uh, we learned many different business principles uh, in, that, in that journey. Um, but one was we don't want to be fishmongers the rest of our lives. Uh, right. it's, a, it's an interesting business um, dealing with the fish markets of New York City. Um, one that we learned uh, a lot of great lessons out of, uh, and uh, we, didn't, uh, we didn't feel like doing uh, the fish business uh, all year round was something that uh, got us really inspired. And so um, we were at a, a gala, as I remember, in Anchorage, it was a fundraiser, and we'd been asked to, some of you don't know this, um, we'd been asked to, to serve our product, the Libby Brothers. Uh, serve your salmon at this gala. We had a great product. In fact, we still have a product. You can order it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, we, we, we were serving, literally by hand, my brother and I, um, this smoked salmon. And it was, you know, a fundraiser, big, big names, big wigs. And um, I, I literally remember walking up to multiple different groups of people and, um, and kind of overhearing their conversations and not being super impressed with uh, just the conversation, the depth of the conversation, in my opinion. And then I got to a group of individuals that uh, they were they were talking about um, things that, that I loved, um, and I didn't uh, even know it at the time, but I turned out that it was, uh, it was a group of dentists, and I began to ask them more questions, and I remember going home that evening going, you know what, that dream that I once had about being a dentist um, was rekindled, and how I remember it with my brother, I basically said, it was kind of like when my brother uh, got a dog, uh, this woman brought four puppies over and I called my brother and said, Hey, Land, do you want a dog? He goes, sure, get me one. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the choice to go to dental school was like, Hey, Land, do you want to go to dental school? <laughs> yeah, man, I'm in. <laughs> and, uh, so we both, uh, studied oh, and, and took our exam and, um, and retook our exams <laughs> and retook our exams. Uh, and then, and then uh, that's 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 the uh, the short of it. Very cool. Talk to us about um, the Libby Group today, and this is a group response. So, Justin, you're welcome to hand the mic to whomever you'd like. Characterize for us, practice values, your mission. What is your group all about? This is our community our community ambassador, Michelle. Well, Dr. Oh, Libby yeah. got us jackets. Hold on. We all we all have to remember what it is because it says Authentic Conversations World Class Dentistry. So we always know yeah. what our 
Christian in. All right, so explain yeah. explain that to us real quick. Break that break that up real quick. Authentic conversations, world class dentistry. <sighs> I, I mean, so give you another five minute backstory, I guess. Um, I came to the Libby Group first knowing Big Jim. I knew Jim and Pam first before I met Justin, and. Uh, any anyone that has been able to meet Jim or his parents, um, they just have that soul gazing depth. And every time you look into them, an authentic conversation would just draw from you right away. Like you just couldn't hold back. They didn't ask for it. It was just come. And um, and I was always just so drawn to that. And. He, he is also a mentor, and even with his passings, I still feel him as a guide. I can still call on that big gym energy, and, you know, I do it from time to time, and I, um, I find that in the way that I work, but having conversations with others, and then being able to go to different countries and provide world-class dentistry in, in Africa and Vietnam and Dominican Republic, and then hopefully even rural Alaska, you know, just taking care of our own community um, is something that has really drawn me to work for the Libby Group. Yeah, I could share um, how inspiring it is to work with a group of people that show up um, to serve a community um, and put people first before themselves and always bubbly and happy, um, working as a team like an oiled machine. Um, just, just being present with um, each team member is, is a blessing to be in this place. Um, I wouldn't, wouldn't want to work anywhere else. Um, I've been in other places, other offices, and just having a team that supports each other, cheers for one another. Um, and of course, mentors like Dr. Libby and Dr. Howell. Um, I see myself grow every time and I love how he always finds something to strive for, to push for, new stuff to learn that motivates me, that excites me. Um, so, yeah. I love that, very good. This is a kind of a fitting... Somebody else? No. Because there's not much time. And because it's each other's surprise. We got one more comment. She's like, Yeah, I just like to say um, you asked, uh, you know, how the Libby Group has, has impacted you and. I think being here from almost the beginning, um, when you find a place that you notice changes changes your life, and that extends to you know your family life, your personal life, you know for the better, you know you've got something good, and all the changes that we've been through, I've learned a lot, but it's all been absolutely amazing. The team that we work with, 
um, the support that we give each other and just that continual learning and continual growth um, wouldn't tra trade it for anything. So um, it all started from, you know, Dr. Libby's vision and what he wanted and he created that team and his passion and that creation is contagious. And I feel we all have it. We have such an amazing team and we couldn't do it if we didn't have this whole team. Yeah. <laughs> um, any, yeah, anybody else before I ask the next question? We good? Um, good. Part of what became the team of the year was born out of adversity. And Justin, you've this has been brought up a couple times. You lost your dad um, <clears throat> three years ago. And um, I know how close you guys were. I've, I feel like I've been a part of your family since I met you, I think in high school was when we first met. And one of the things that you mentioned in your nominating your team was just how much they rallied around you. And I think you implied that they carried you through part of that time, because I know how rough it was. Maybe you could all just characterize for us the uh, kind of that time period. I know it was was not easy, uh, but what happened was the result of all of the work that you've done together as a team and building a great team together. Uh, so Justin, maybe if you're welcome to talk about that or if you want some of your team to talk about that, but what happened there? And what made it, uh, what made that adversity something now that you look back on as a, as a real high point for your team and your teamwork? This was the question that I was uh, probably most resistant of. Um, I think it's important to, uh, to establish a, well, to establish a scorecard of success. Um, you know, if I were to, to say, what is success? Um, I was talking to my wife last night and like Kyle said, it's not necessarily what we say, it's, it's what we do. And um, in the time of adversity, uh, this team did and continues to uh, always lift me up. And um, that to me is more powerful than uh, than any words. Um, to me, that's like I told my wife, that's success, right? That's success. So I'm I'm <laughs> I'm awards and accolades are always been an interesting dynamic for me. Um, and so when we apply for an award, I always get it. Uh, uh, and, and so that, that, that's why you guys got, I think, 25 uh, nominations because I said we're going to Crown Council and we're getting this award. Um, um, but I wanted, um, I, I, I really, it was a, it was a thank you award to my team for, for putting putting their lives and their chests at war every day, putting their lives on the line um, and giving it their all. So 
how do you create that? How right. do I create that? And I think it's it's the same. It's it's the stuff that I'm teaching my two and my four year old. Not necessarily what I say, but but how I am. My my. Uh, My basketball coach told me, boys, because we're boys, <laughs> your reputation is what other people see. Your character is what God sees when nobody else is looking. And I, I've always remembered that because it's 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 when no one else is looking how are you treating your wife how are you treating those around you how are you treating yourself um, you know that that um, that allows uh, I, I again allows you to attract a team of individuals that uh, has a character so strong that it's tangible. And as we're always taught, people are buying the intangibles. They're not buying what you're selling them. They're buying what they experience. Maybe maybe this is a good place to ask the team and ask you uh, doctors, what is a thing that you're doing that creates that environment? Is there something that you can look to or something that you do as a team that fosters that kind of community and that that culture between between you i think it's how we make the patients feel you know where we've had the comment multiple times you know why are you guys so happy here and those are the <laughs> patients that keep coming back that love us so um you know they remember that they remember how you make them feel uh Stu, i I've, I've been reading a book by adam grant actually the the, the team got it for me um, but it, it, the, the context is about unlearning everything you know, right? How, how what you know can get in the way of you, of you like Nadia said, of, of you moving forward. And um, Dr. Levine also <laughs> having us step up a lot, I find. Um, he's making us uh, come into roles, leadership roles. And I think that's a big thing because I know when Jim was around, there was kind of that solid foundation where he just kind of took on a lot. And then, you know, and I don't mean to get real personal, but there was a change of like seeing Dr. Libby have a son and then Jim passing away and then COVID happening and then having another daughter. Like there's just like been a lot of change um, in this man and then trying to navigate the team through waters of what we need to do. And it's a lot to really take on. And he is kind of, I have felt, starting to give us that same responsibility and leadership to become into our own power and also to help run this whole practice as our own business. And that's really empowering and frightening, um, but he's allowing us to kind of do this um, under his umbrella of watch. And I think that's um, you know, respectful in a lot of ways. Yeah, I mean, because one of the things we, we often say is, um, you know, the culture, the thing that you're creating, your team, your environment, the way that you connect with each other, um, it can either be done by design or it happens just by default. And the reason that you um, 
you know, won that team of the year is that you have worked so hard to create what you've created by design. And I guess what Steve and I would love to share with the rest of the crown council is what, what kind of things are you doing that is designed that make your team worth copying that make uh, what you're doing, you know, the rest of the crown council membership can look to and say, this Libby group is doing this and uh, we'd love to do the same, or we could implement something like that. Is there anything that comes to mind when, when um, that kind of idea is presented? We get out of our comfort zone a lot. <laughs> yes. What does that mean? <laughs> uh, case in point right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And treat people the way you want to be treated. I think it's a good rule to go by and I always do. So um, if you want to be treated that way, treat others. They'll always come back. I mean, like, like our motto says, like authentic conversation, it's in our thing. We really have those authentic conversations with our patients. From the first appointment, their new patients, we're collecting all this data, we're showing them it. We're giving them sometimes the harder bullet to bite on what they need, what is best for them. That's what we present them. And we give those authentic conversations with them. I think that's something the Libby Group has above any other practice I've worked at. Hmm. You know, a lot of dentists that I've known in the past I've worked with, they just wait for the patient to tell them what they want. But like the patient tells them, you know, tooth hurts and they were like, okay, you just need a crown. It's like the Libby Group, they have the conversation before that even presents itself. They, you know, they just give them the authentic conversation with the patient. And I think that's something they have a hand above everything, any other dental office I've worked at. You initiate it, you don't wait for it to happen. Definitely. I, I have one thing I'm really proud of that we're, that we're doing, um, the team is gonna kind of roll their eyes, but um, <laughs> um, standard operating procedures. I mean, if, you, if, if, if you're looking for you know, case in point, I think first off, and, and Andrea, you could touch on this, is, is we, we, hire, we hire, well, we hire very selectively. Um, uh, you know, I can touch more on that, um, but that is that is foundational. If you want to build a, a, a team that that is that trusts each other, the team is 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 instrumental in hiring. And um, you know, we have amazing talent that that comes into our doors that we choose not to step into a working relationship with. Um, um, and that's a that's a we have a board of directors. That's a that's a board of directors. It's a leadership conversation. So, um, but a, another an important thing that I'm is is developing a standard operating procedure is uh, is is and, and and updating that or revising that. What is your standard so that the team has a level of expectation? Like if I'm just always getting mad at somebody because they're not doing something. I get to look at myself and go, what information did I not provide that person that they're not, they're not well equipped with as far as succeeding? So we're spending the next year, year, write that one down, year, <laughs> creating a 
uh, itemized, detail by detail, organized digital form, uh, and then training to that as to what what sets us apart, what makes us, you know, if we don't use that material, then what do we use? And it, and and in that 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 um, the development of that, um, it's been my experience that people can relax into knowing their their role and what's expected of them. And, um, you know, and, and, and at that point, to me, I say that's when that's when magic begins to happen. That's the, you know, in the in the in the fishing business, um, if you want to talk dollars and cents, you're you're the first half of your season. You're just trying to get you're just trying to break even. And um, it, it's it's all those little extra fish that you catch at the end of the you know, at the end of the at the end of the, the fishing opener that add up over time. And it's all those little intricate um, things that are organized and well executed that add up um, to me, um, you know, to make you a, a, a very substantial and profitable uh, organization and company. Love it. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna roll into wrapping this up, and I have a question for the team. And it is this, <clears throat> what does it take? You've all talked about, many of you have talked about working other places and that the place where you work today is just so head and shoulders above. And a lot of that's leadership. And a lot of that is personal commitment that all of you make to make it a great place to work. So for the team, <clears throat> speaking to other team members, what would you tell them in terms of their personal commitment to make it a great place to work. And Justin, why don't you just hand the mic to somebody and I'd, I'd love to hear the response from, the, from each of the team is what does it take if you're gonna challenge them uh, to make a personal commitment, regardless of what their setup is, the personal commitment to make it a, a great place to work? I'll start. What makes it a great place to work? Um, we're encouraged to have a work-life balance. So we're encouraged to take time off of work, which I think is a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> and I protect that. Um, the last question you were asking, some of like the, like the pearls or the nuggets, um, like Dr. Libby asked the team to meet patients at the top of the stairs when they enter our office before COVID happened. Like we just happened to think how how happy the patients would be if they never had to wait in the waiting room or lobby and they were just taken straight back. Um, so little things like that. Um, we wear radios, we call our operatory suites. Like we talk about how we're gonna communicate with each other and um, with our patients. Um, we have a great schedule which has recently been even more improved. <laughs> um, and then we have two leaders. Well, we're all leaders, but Dr. Olivia and Dr. Howell are um, great people to work with. Great list. I guess I'll say I came into the practice without any dental experience, you know, and just coming into an, an environment that it's just so positive, you know, and accepting, you know, 
like Andrea said, everyone's a great leader, and I just felt like everybody helped lead me in the right direction and, you know, taught me. I'm still learning, you know, everything that I need to know, but I just love that, you know, I came in with, you know, everybody had their arms wide open and just kind of helped me go in the right direction. Nice. Dr. Dr. Howell and Andrea actually interviewed and hired uh, Allie. Mm -hmm. Yes, we'll take credit for that. <laughs> we good? All right, one one more team comment here. You got one more, Michelle? We're waiting for you. Just oh, my gosh. Show your face. This doesn't work, but it kind of feels good. <laughs> um, I uh, second with what Andres said, something that I didn't notice in the other office that we do here that I think is just a subtle thing that uh, patients kind of, wow, it's different from the other office, is that we greet patients in uh, top of the stairs and kind of introducing say greeting, good morning, you know, be happy. Um, and the, before we take them back, because that's one thing that, you know, I have not seen in the other office. Um, and another thing that I took is the doctors, both doctors really encourage us, our mistakes, <laughs> learn from our mistakes, it's never been put down to make you feel bad, but to encourage us to learn from that and give us a power to take a leadership, um, take ownership of the practice uh, as like our own. So I feel very um, inspired and encouraged to do even more. So I'm not afraid of making mistakes and team, team members all um, support that and, you know, they help. So, um, that's huge. Love it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thanks for, uh, <clears throat> thanks for sharing that. Anybody else want to add something? Um, Justin, I've got, I'm sorry. Um, when I was hired, um, it was originally taking place for hygiene. And one of the things Dr. Libby mentioned was, um, he wanted me to really encourage, like there's, success is kind of how we all help each other be successful like mm -hmm. and in the meetings morning meetings when we're over for our month or something we all cheer we're happy like we're all just supporting one another we all want each other to succeed and i think that was something i remember from our first couple conversations that was something you mentioned and it, it shows for within all of us we all are literally just cheering each other on and um, wanting each other to succeed in our daily to monthly goals and everything and our communication is a big part of that with everything from our radio to little notes we put in I think we have amazing communication we're still working on little things here and there but as a whole it's something that's above and beyond with this practice love it all right Justin I'm gonna give you the last word here and that is this uh, as you know, the Crown Council is a community of, of top performing practices that are committed to creating uh, what we've talked about today, which is a culture of success. 
And uh, I'm going to give you <clears throat> a last moment here to give Crown Council practices a challenge based on what you've done and what you all have created. What would your challenge to everyone else be? Take the risk. Take, take the risk. Um, we don't always have all of the answers. I don't have all of the answers. And I think my challenge would be take the risk. <laughs> Love it. Very good. Thank you team for uh, getting up early this morning. Uh, and uh, maybe almost before the sun came up in Alaska today, it's probably up by now, I hope. And <clears throat> thanks for uh, everything that you've shared today. And most importantly, especially based on what you said, not just talking about it, but doing it. Uh, walking the talk and just setting a great example. Uh, and a lot of great pearls here that you've shared uh, for everybody to learn and grow from. So thanks for your example and congratulations on being team of the year. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so Stuart, a couple of uh, post-interview notes here. Uh, yeah. That would, <clears throat> would be meaningful. This, this is a story that's been unfolding for, has been unfolding for decades, as you know, and I met Justin's parents nearly 30 years ago, and they've been a part of the Crown Council community for, for decades. And of just, there have been so many things along the way. Pam Libby is responsible for really igniting the whole humanitarian effort um, that we, <clears throat> we have today. I met Justin and his brother Landon when they were in high school and they came through Eagle U. And uh, so this has been a really, continues to be a really fascinating journal, a journey. And I, I wanted to highlight just a couple of takeaways in all the conversation that I felt were meaningful just to reinforce some things and take action on. So one, uh, just going back to that story as a six, seven, eight year old, um, where he where, where Justin asked um, his dad's friend, how did you get to be so successful? And I'm sure Jim cued him on that. But just what a great example of, you know, just starting at that age. And I can say that's a question that Justin never quits asking. He's still asking that question today. And that's really at the heart of the whole mentor concept is always be looking for better and continual improvement and learning from others. It's why we have mastermind groups. It's why we're a community so that we can learn from the best of, of each other. So I challenge everybody there as one of the big takeaways, just that reminder is keep asking, keep copying genius and look for, you know, everywhere, everywhere that you can. Um, second thing is I love uh, the story. The, there are so many events and, and things in great cultures. Great cultures are, are one of the building blocks is, is lore. Uh, just, you know, just great stories and things that have happened in the past. And, and there's, a, you know, Justin shared a lot of that it's not folklore. I think folklore is kind of like made up stuff, but, but this is lore. I mean, things that have happened in the past have had such a big impact on the current culture, everything from 
you know, that story is a six, six year old and his grandfather who moved to Alaska as a physician and just his whole example of wanting to serve the community and all of those things. So great cultures are built around lore and everybody's got them. Everybody has a story. All of us right. have a story. And, and so that'd be challenge number two is, is connect with your past and connect mm-hmm. your stories about why you're doing what you're doing and what are the events that brought you there? Because that's part of continuing to build a great culture. Uh, one thing that's really clear on this is there's all kinds of different leadership styles and there's not necessarily one that's best. There's all different kinds of leaders. Justin leads from the heart. He's very kinesthetic. Um, and you can see that in how he responds to questions. He, he literally, if you want to go back and watch this is when asked a question, he literally looks down at his heart and waits (laughs) and waits before he responds. So he very, very much leads from the heart, which is great. That works for him. That may not work for everybody, but it works for him. That's how, how he leads. And so much of their culture is built into that. Uh, but you know, number three takeaway is connect with your leadership style and embrace it. Mm. Uh, He's embraced it and he makes fun of himself because of it. And it's all good. Um, but it works for him. And, uh, like I said, there's there's more than one style, but that style uh, really, really works for him. And he's communicated that and really instilled that in his um, in his whole team and and it emanates from them. I love that, especially I love Steve, the idea of just being a leader. You know, like sometimes these dental teams that we work with, like they don't know where to who are they looking to? You know, whose style are we watching? Is it the doctor? Is it, is it the, uh, you know, a, a team member? And I just love that that whole team, they know where to look for leadership. He's practiced, he's prepared. He yeah. knows he's the leader. It's, it's his, it's his show and uh, they know it. And they're, they're grateful to follow him, which is yeah. really fun to watch. And, and grateful for the things that he's taught him and challenges him to do. Yeah. One of my favorite quotes is, um, is a Peter Drucker quote, and I'll paraphrase it. And I paraphrase this a lot, but basically he says, you know, great cultures, great organizations start at the top. You know, they're led from the top. And if, if they decay or if they decline, it's because the top rots. (laughs) That's the basic essence of it is, is that, yeah, if, uh, and I'll have this conversation with, with Dennis a lot, you know, when we're talking and if they, have team challenges and they're complaining about this, complaining about that. And, and my first challenge to them is go look in the mirror and, <laughs> and re-look at uh, how you're leading. It takes two, but it starts with the leader. And a good example of that is, you know, when Justin says, if somebody's not getting it, then the first thing he does is he, he asks himself, what, what have, I have, have I not done to communicate properly what the expectation is so he he at least takes the first step it takes two but at least he takes the first step that self-analysis before he passes judgment uh then uh you know the next thing is uh again common knowledge not always commonly executed is standard operating procedures of constantly working on those they're never done they're never baked and out of the oven and finished it's this whole spirit of continual improvement that is part of the whole Crown Council culture. 
is that we're always working on better ways to do things and um, better ways to improve the process, the patient experience, everything that we do. Uh, so two things at the end, I just wanted to, I wanted to mention one, uh, I love the fact that they developed the system of greeting patients at the door. In their mm -hmm. case, the top of the stairs, but basically they're greeting them at the door instead of waiting for them to walk in. They were doing that pre-COVID. That became a COVID thing. And uh, so their patients don't have to wait. So they were escorting them straight back. That's not always possible, but that's one of the great takeaways from COVID that I know a lot of practices have continued to embrace is making a great experience from the very first encounter, just meet him at the door, take him straight back to the, to the, to the suite, All right, the not suite. the treatment room, not that. the operatory, but the suite. I love that. And just making it a, you know, a great patient experience. So we're not going for an operation at the operatory. No, no operatories on this one, man. <laughs> if you've watched uh, one of our most recent skill of the week, so uh, we talked about trigger terms and, and that's to one get, of them, so. to get bleached. <laughs> <laughs> Take you to the operatory to bleach Sorry. your teeth. So a lot of really great takeaways there. Uh, far more than I've just mentioned here, but those were some of the, the big ones for me. And I'd, uh, I'd, challenge, I'd challenge you to not only to listen to this, but share, share it with your team as well. Uh, there's a lot of things to be learned here uh, as a whole team. So, um, yeah. so great, great example and uh, a great team of the year selection. That one was spot on. So. It was. I agree. Thanks, Steve. Thank you. Great episode. Thanks for joining us for this Mentor of the Month podcast sponsored by Crown Council. This is just one tool available to the Crown Council membership that helps dental teams build a culture of success. That's our mission and purpose is to provide a place for dental teams to come together and learn the skills needed to develop your most valuable asset, the people, those people who work in your practice. As always, if you're interested in being part of this group or want more information about the tools available to the membership, go to www.crowncouncil.com or call us 1-800-276-9658. Thanks.